Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Blog Talk Radio with Mr. Talk. This is Steve Ross. Mr. Talk will be right with you shortly. We're just having a few uh, difficulties today. That was more power to the people as you were listening. Today our topic is going to be um, the Black Panther Party. We were talking about uh, Black Panthers versus the Black Lives Matter movement, and we really got into uh, a little light discussion about the, the realities of the Black Panthers, who they were, what they did, and we just wanted to get go a little bit deeper into that this week. See, they have a, they were there's a lot of things that is not known that were, were not known about the Black Panther Party. Now we know about the murders committed, you know, by the FBI of of, of Fred Hampton and and Bobby Huggins and, and and all of that. But what we don't know and what we didn't realize was the many contributions that they made in spite of the government coming against them and, the, and what their overall views was. Their overall views was to fight against oppression. It was to fight against oppression of all people, not necessarily against black people, but mostly for colored people, you know, because they were really concerned about bringing us up, uh, it being fair, a, a fair living wage, fair housing, all across the United States for the African-American people. Now, whatever, whatever, problem there existed in each neighborhood, you know, it wasn't a, 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 a one a one size fit all program. If housing was was a problem in Chicago, then that's what they focused on. You know, if it if it was food that was needed, then that's what they're focused on. Whatever the area was that was being oppressed. So we wanted to just, you know, bring some points, you know, more clearly out about that, especially with their 10-point program. See, um, it wasn't just a militant group. And as you will see on the on our website, you will see a video um, on the website with some of the members talking um, about the members that are still alive today that were talking about what the Black Panthers, Panthers were all about. It wasn't just about the militancy. It was a a economic and a political organization, you know, that was that was put in place because there was a need. Because even back then, you know, police brutality was going on. So they took up arms. You know, they just didn't go out there with just word of mouth. They took up arms. They had guns and, and, and they showed up with their guns to let them know, hey, you're not just going to push us around because, hey, we're going to fight back. And not only that, you see them in the black leathers and you see the pictures of them in, 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 you know, with their guns. But what you didn't see and what they didn't tell you, that these were law students, you know, that, that, they, they were well-educated men and women, see, that they had PhDs. So so they knew the law. They knew what they were talking about. When they confronted the policemen, when they confronted, you know, the, the, the judges and all of that, they knew what they were talking about. It just wasn't lip service. See, and they were they were able to back it up. They, and, and as Hoover said, that they, they were a threat. They was a threat to life as the United States, the FBI, and other those other entities that had the power. They were a threat to them because it was changing that it was changing the way 
that they could do business in our community. They couldn't just come in and run roughshod all over us like they wanted to any longer. You know, they were fighting for decent housing, and, and, and they put it in there. We want decent housing fit for, for shelter for human beings, and we want an education, you know, that, that exposes the true nature, you know, of, 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 of what this entire American society was, not just part. And we were included in that society. You know, we, we want something that teaches us about us. We don't want the whitewashed version. We want to know, we want our children to grow up and know what the black man has contributed in building this so-called United States of America. See? And then they wanted, they wanted black men that were, were held in federal, state, county, and, and any prisons and jails. They wanted them free because nine times out of ten, it, they weren't guilty anyway. You put them in there. You 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 put them in there, and we still see this today. Now I'm not saying everybody was innocent, you know, but you put them in there, and 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 it's still an unfair justice system even to this day because if a white person commits the same crime as a black person, nine times out of ten, the black man is going to get extensively more time than that white person will. See, depending on their status, sometimes not even depending on that. So these are the things that, that they were fighting for, you know, and they wanted they wanted black people to have a trial by jury of their peer group, people of their own community, you know, and that's what the Constitution said. But if you notice, whenever we go to trial, where are our people on the jury? It may be one or two. So it's not reflected. It's not really a peer group. It's not really our peer group. So these are the things that 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 they were fighting for, you know. And 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 when J. Edgar Hoover was placed over over the FBI, you know, started this thing called COINTELPRO, which was a program, you know, that was to neutralize the black nationalists, and and they were labeled as a hate group. They were labeled as a hate group, but that was the farthest thing from the truth because that was not their agenda. Again, their agenda was to protect their communities from police brutality. See, it was to protect their communities from police brutality. You know, and and you know, in their eyesight. That's against the law. You're protecting yourself, which is our right, the First Amendment right. We, you know, to bear arms. We have the right to bear arms. See, so when we, when we, when we exercise that right, you know, against those of, of political injustice against us, then they say we're a hate group. Uh, this is what they were saying against the Black Panthers, that this was a hate group. If you notice, uh, today, even with the Black Lives Matter, they want to label them as a hate group as well. But how is it that? And this is my question. And, and I really, you know, when Mr. Talk gets back and he's doing the board and everything, you guys can call in, he'll let you in. Um I really want to know how is it a hate group, whereas the Nazis and the KKK and the white supremacist group can march around anywhere they want to with their guns, ammo, and all of that. Nobody gets arrested until after the fact. Nothing happens until after somebody is hurt, killed, or maimed, you know. And then 
it has to be a diligent effort by, you know, civilians to find these people and bring them to justice. We and and, and, and have to tell the police, hey, this person lives here. You know, do the research because they're really not, you know, they're going to drop the ball on it and just let it fall through the cracks. Now, is, is is that purposefully or wasn't an oversight? No, I don't believe it was an oversight. These are the things that the Black Panthers stood for. Not only that, you know, they had free breakfast and lunches across the United States to feed the children. Now, they were in churches, they were in homes, you know, just show up and cook. And, 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 and it wasn't just the young people. You know, it was across generations. That's the thing that we have to realize. It was not just, you know, young people there. It was not just gang members there. It was old people. It was young people. It was the entire community. When I say community, that includes the grandmothers. That includes aunties. That includes the grandchildren. See, so it was an entire community that was coming together, and that's the one thing that they had in this organization. It was a cohesive organization that respected their leadership. See, so they were able to be unified. Today we don't have that. It's an issue, you know, with people of color to become unified, you know, because we're always looking, we're always looking you know, well, why is that person doing that? We're too busy focusing on what one person is doing rather than focusing on what the goals of the organization is. What are our goals? What is our objective? What are we here for? What is it that we are trying to accomplish? And staying focused and moving cohesively together in unity, all of us trying to accomplish that goal rather than this person or that person trying to be seen. All right, Jabbar, we see you in there, and uh, we see your questions that uh, you think they went about it the wrong way. We're going to let you in in just a second. See, so this is what this is, this is what they were fighting against. And as I said, it was a cohesive group. You know, it, it you know it involves everybody. Few people, you know, few people know that. But if you pick up a book. Not just the stuff online, but go to your library, you know, get in the catalogs and see and pull up the, the books that are written by Huey Newton, you know, and, and, and his view on what the Panthers were and why he was involved. You know, even the women that were involved, you know, the different people, not not just Asada Secure. It was a lot of other women who were involved, Erica Huggins, you know, Kathleen Fleeter, Angela Davis, all these people made great contributions to the Black Panthers. Okay, so um, Jabbar, come on, let me um, address your your question. Oh, how you doing, Trista? I, I didn't catch your name, so can I'm you P-Roll. give me your name Thank so I know it in the future, if, you know, if I can remember it. Yes, it's, it's T. Ross. Just call me T. Ross. T. T. Ross, okay. How you doing? I'm good, Jabbar. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Um, the reason why I wanted to come in, you know, I was listening to everything that you said, and you know, I agree, you know, that the black that the Black Panther group, um, some things that were, of course, outstanding, and of course, their intentions were good. However, looking back, and based upon what I know based upon what I am a part of, 
mm-hmm. they were going about um you know doing what they were doing in the I want to say, I want to say wrong way, but it wasn't. It's not necessarily wrong. It was. It, I don't think it was going in the appropriate way, based on uh, the law in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the main issue with the black with the Black Panther Party was that they were not in their proper status, and what I mean by that is that they were first of all calling themselves black which basically means that they were the they are the property of the United States corporate government and they were also the property of the state in which they lived in they were not full-fledged citizens of America and because of that they were treated as corporate property and they could only exercise the rights that were legislated to them or for them by the state. And because of that, those legislative acts limited their ability to achieve those things that they wanted to achieve. Okay? So now that we have our own nation-state government, all of those things that the black Panther Party was working to achieve can now be achieved by us under a legitimate, lawfully chartered and incorporated nation-state government, not for black people, okay, but it's for people who have a nationality, okay? Black people have no nationality, okay? So the black people are and true, and in fact, the ancient descendants of the, I mean, the descendants of the ancient Moabites, which today is known as Moors or Moorish Americans here in America. So, again, we have our own nation-state government where we have a lawfully issued charter. We have certificates of authority for many of the states of the United States to operate in the United States by which we can form our own courts, form our own police force, have our own schools, pass our own laws, and do every other thing that every other state that's a part of the union can do. So in other words, we have no more excuses for not providing for our people of those things that the Black Panther Party was trying to do. The only thing that's going to hold us back now are those people who want to continue to talk about the past but not put forth the effort under their own government see that those things that they constantly complain about are fulfilled and those problems are solved. So I'll leave it at that. Okay, thank you, Jabbar. Uh, I, 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 I appreciate your comment. Um, I was just um, earlier. I was just um, looking at a, a video about the Moors. I can't. I, I have to honestly say I don't know. I, I know some things about them. I don't know everything uh, about them. Um, so I was 
studying up. I was actually studying up on that because I understand a lot of the things that they that they brought um, to uh, um, I, I will say indigenous people because they didn't they didn't even understand how to how to grow their their own crop. Like one thing they were talking about was that they they that um, when you go to certain parts of the world and you order potatoes, you got to order Irish potatoes because apparently um, they they were trying to teach them how to grow potatoes, but they wouldn't grow in their own land because the soil was not right, you know, uh, and and different things like that, you know, just just basically how to survive because they didn't have an idea how to harvest you know, crops, especially um, as preserving them or, 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 or dried foods and all of that to make them last, you know, beyond the season or, or whatever. And I was, I was, I was looking at that. And I was like, huh, I didn't know that about that, you know. So, yeah, thank you for um, um, coming on the show and, and, and letting us, um, and letting us know that, you know, because th- this is what this show is, is about learning from each other because no one person is going to know everything, you know, and you are exactly right until we can come together and, 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 and stop saying, well, I can't do this. I can't do that and get educated about what's out there and what's available and what we can do, you know, instead of looking at what we cannot do, we'll always be in the same state in, in the same state that we're in now. And, in and of itself, you know, we'll always be where we are and have what we have, which is right. nothing, you right. know. And the, the, important, the important thing now is to understand we now have a vehicle, which is our own nation-state government, uh-huh. that we can utilize to, to fulfill every complaint that we have been complaining of. And the discussion, I'm not trying to take away from your show, discussion now should be what do I need to do to become a part of that government to take my place within the government or to to help the government in order to establish the different departments that are needed in order that we may move forward, not not continually to look back and, and talk about what was done, what wasn't done, why it wasn't done, all those things are are in the past now. We have a vehicle to achieve everything that we've been complaining about. The only question now is who's going to get in the vehicle and move it down and, 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 and go with it down the road, or who's going to stay outside of the vehicle, watch it pass them by, and continue to complain? Me, yes. those are your only choices. Are you going to get on a vehicle because it is established, or are you going to stay off of it and continue to complain and talk about the past and wallow in, in what, what, what was done to us in the past? Yeah. All right. And now, 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 I got to ask you a question because we know there is a justice of an existing um, justice system here. All right. When there are issues in 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 in, in in your, you know, um, nation, for lack of a better word, um, who tries those people? What type of court? What kind? What type of justice system is there? Or will they still have to be tried under the United States judicial system, or will it be like the uh, Native Americans? They have their own, as long as it's on their land. Right. For us, until we have established our courts, which we have certificates of authority and a charter, those things. 
we have the license to do those things. Until we establish, fully establish our courts, then any matter that is between one of us and one of these municipalities first mm-hmm. has to go to their circuit court because the circuit court um, are the constitutional courts. Okay, so we first have to go there. And if that circuit court um, rules against us for whatever reason, then our next avenue is going to the federal court. And that federal court handles issues between foreign states. Our state is foreign from, from where I am, let's just say, from the state of Virginia courts. So if there was an issue between myself and one of the municipalities around here, I would first go to the one of the Virginia circuit courts so that the issue could be handled there first or addressed there first. If it wasn't addressed properly that, that we feel, then we would automatically take it to the federal court who where the real jurisdiction lies between foreign states. But we have to give the state court an opportunity to resolve the matter first because that's how law works. You have to take things in stages. But now, had had we have our own courts established, then we could automatically have any issues referred to our court first. We wouldn't have to go to their state courts. Okay, and then if our state court found me innocent, then municipality could take that decision and take it to the federal court. You follow me? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so that's how it works right now. Again, it's okay. not that we don't have the power to establish our courts. It's just a matter of those who are willing to participate in the government to help establish the court, which will be designed to favor us, like their courts are designed to favor them, which gives their police officers the presumption of innocence, the presumption of right. Okay. So then, as of so then, as as of right now, you you in some areas you you still have to operate within this system that you're supposed to be separate from. So you still using like um, you still have to use like American system. We would have to use American system, however, because we write our own laws. Then when we go to court, we bring our law in because we are tried up, up underneath our law, their law, okay? But the Black Panthers or black people in general, when you're drug into one of their courts because you don't have your own laws and because you don't have your own court, because you don't have your own constitution, because you don't have a lawfully chartered nation-state government, then under international law, they, meaning the state, has a right to protect their citizens and their property, which black people are, and protect their society. So because they have the right to protect their society, then when they bring you into their court, they're looking at you as your actions as harming their society. And because you don't have your law or your constitutions, which are meant to protect you, then national law, the state can try you up underneath their law. And their laws are written to protect their state, 
well-being, their posterity, on down the line. And black people will always get the short end of the stick. That's just how law works. I had to discover that myself. And once I discovered it, I started looking for avenues to get out of it. And once I found that our nation state had been established, I researched it, studied it, and I made my decision. Yeah, but but see, and 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 I, and, I, and I see what you're talking about. But in in essence, you know, like I was just talking about, that's what the, that's it, what the Panthers were asking for. They were asking for a jury of their own peers. And I understand you saying you have your own laws, but 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 still, when you go into the court, if the matter is not settled. Then and it has to go to jury or or what have you. You're still not going to have a jury of your own peers. You're still going to have to abide by what those federal and 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 state courts said. Well, that's so that's how, true, how, and then again, it's untrue. So, and, and this is what I mean. When the Black Panthers went into court, and they were saying they wanted to have a, a jury of their own peers. Well, they did have a jury of their own peers. White people. Many white people are property of the state as well. So it's not about necessarily your your color. It's about your status. Okay? So white people can sit on a jury of uh, the Panthers or people within their community who happen to be Asian, uh, Mexican, whatever, because they're all of the same class of people. On our end, because we are nationals and we have our own state government, then the only ones who can lawfully set in judgment of one of us is actually another Moorish American national. And if for whatever reason a court denies that and continues to uh, prosecute based upon you know that, then when we take it to that federal court, that's where we raise the issue and have the case dismissed. But our position is this. When we, or if we have to go to court, we don't want to be tried by a jury. We want the judge to try, to to be the bearer of the facts, because it is the judge who truly understands the law, who truly understands the jurisdictional issues. And those are the issues that we bring up, jurisdiction. Does this municipality have the jurisdiction over a national? And the answer to that is no because we're two separate nation states. And if there is an issue, then this matter should be taken to the federal court, which can be heard by a competent, but you understand, who better understands jurisdiction. hope I answered your question on that. Yes, yes, you did. But, you know, when we're looking at, 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 at okay, you said if, if you want it to be settled by the judge, but... um. What I was going to say, you know, that that a lot of times, and, and and the problem with the system is 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 unjust people in these positions. So you're what you're saying is it's not a favorable response. It is it's not according to the laws that you have outlined for for your nationals. Then, um, then you will have to go to the federal court. And that's at this moment. And the reason why we have to do it at this moment, because we don't have our complete police force established. 
We don't have our jails established. So once we get those things established, and it takes people to establish these things. Once we have those things established, then when a judge acts out of line or, or goes against the law, and because in our chart it says we can we can enforce law and international law, then we could issue a warrant for that judge to uh, for that judge bring him into our courts and try him for civil rights violations in our court. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if and if our jurors find him guilty, then we can sentence him to to prison. If one of their police officers uh, abuses one of our citizens, once we have our police force in our courts, we could do the same. We can enforce those the same powers that they're enforcing on us now. And the reason why they can get away with it is because we haven't established our full. We haven't fully established our nation state. But the only thing again that's stopping us from doing it now is our willingness to participate in the government, because we have the licenses to do it. We have that. There's no more excuses that, you know, we can't do this, we can't do that. They're not going to do it for us, though, because it's not to their advantage. So once we fully established our courts, our police force, of course we have our laws, then all of this nonsense, us not getting fair trials and everything else, that's going to come to an end because we can start issuing charges against them for civil rights violation, constitutional uh, violations, on down the line, the same thing that they, they do to us. Okay. Now let me ask you a question also, um, um, Mr. Javar. Um, where, where, where is this located? Where is this, this organization or land or government, what have you, where is this located? Our corporate office is in Chicago. Okay. okay, that's where our corporate office is in Chicago, and our you got to understand what a nation state is. Um, a nation state is a state just like the let's say again I'm just going to use where I am, Virginia. It's it's, okay. it's a state just like Virginia. However, because our people are the national people or are the rat or are the Aboriginal and Indigenous people of North America. The whole of North America is our one state. Okay. 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 And what we have done, we've broken down each state that you know of, let's say Virginia, Maryland, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Texas. We've broken that those down into provinces, and those are what we call province states. Okay, just like the United States is one big large what people consider to be North America. The United States is broken down into 50 other states, which have their own separate name. And it's no different with us. Our nation state is called the United States of America Republic, which covers all of North America. Okay. And we've broken down those that one big territory down into smaller pieces called provinces. Okay. So we have the province of Virginia, the province of Maryland, the province of Tennessee, the province of Illinois, and such. So where our land mass is, is all of North America, because we are the Aboriginal and Indigenous people. Black people are not. Black people come from Africa. So if you're saying you're black, you're saying you're not from here, 
which doesn't give you any land entitlements, which makes you the property of the United States and of the state in which you live in via the 14th Amendment, and because you have no real inherited right to this land, you cannot go out and form yourself a state. Only the Aboriginal and Indigenous people can do that. And the only the only way and the only reason that the United States was able to come here and establish themselves is by a treaty that they had between our nation, which is Morocco, and the United States, which still exists today, which gives them the right to uh, function as a corporate entity or corporate government for business purposes only. They do not own the land. They have rights to do commerce upon the land, but they do not own the land. Okay. All right. Well, um, we appreciate that. But I got I got I got uh, one more uh, uh, question for you because we know in the land that we own and anything that we do, they are taxed. You know, and Correct. I have one question for you: Do you guys pay federal and state taxes? We pay federal taxes. Yes, we do because we are still a part of the union of states, and we do pay taxes, federal taxes, to support different infrastructure needs that the country needs. Uh, when it yeah. comes to state taxes, we are in the process of having the state taxes that our nationals now pay to, like, let's say, for the state of Virginia, the state of Maryland, we're in the process of having those taxes removed or, or, or prevented from going to those foreign states and to coming into our province state. So in other words, right now um, I am paying the state of Virginia taxes. But once we make the full conversion, my taxes would be being paid to the province of Virginia, which is our nation-state jurisdiction in Virginia. You follow me on that? Okay, I got, I got that. Well, now, what about your property taxes? You, you, that, you. Right, that that's something that property. I am actually in the process of challenging right now here in Virginia. Um, I okay. put in the petition. To my commissioner, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to tell you I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what he said. He gave um, three to four reasons as to why um, he feels that uh, he, as an abortion American national, needs to pay property taxes. He said, first of all, it was because of English traditions to tax all property. Secondly, he said that the Commonwealth of Virginia, which is nothing more than a public corporation, never gave up its right to tax property of its citizens and its residents. And then he said the Constitution is what, no, he said the um, Virginia State Code, which is their tax code, allows him to tax property of the citizens and residents of this particular county. So. My response to him was that, first of all, I'm not English. Second of all, 
um, our people never succeeded our dominions or our tenements or our inheritances because of the treaty that we have with the United States. Okay, the other issue that I raised with him is that under international law, because we now have our own nation state, any property that is in any Moorish American's name is no longer the property of the state of Virginia or the county of Stafford. Under international law, that property now belongs to the United States of America Republic, which is my nation state. So... The Commonwealth has no jurisdiction and no authority to tax property which is not theirs, even though we share the same territory when it comes to business, and, and we both occupy the same territory. There's two governments operating in Virginia, not operating in the state of Virginia, because the state of Virginia is their corporate property or their corporation. The province of Virginia is our corporate property in which my home resides in now. Because when I nationalized, all my property became the property of my nation state. So those are, those are my responses to him. He said to me, we feel that our position is just and your only recourse is to go to court. So what I did, I wrote up a petition and I submitted it to the court on the day that we had the eclipse. So I'm waiting on now is for a court date or for a decision from a circuit court judge as to whose claim is is proper. If If the judge comes back for any reason, well, he has to give a reason as to, you know, if he denies my uh my petition. But whatever reason he comes back with, then if it's not in my favor, then what I do, I have the right to take that decision to the Supreme Court of Virginia first to get a ruling. Right. And if they put their ruling, depending on the reasons, then I would take it to the federal Supreme Court or the federal um, district court. And then after that to the Supreme Court. But whatever reason they give which would deny me, then the only thing I have to do is to prove that reason or that justification wrong according to law, according to international law. Okay? Now, because we have a certificate of authority from the Commonwealth of Virginia slash State of Virginia, recognizing our nation-state government as a nation-state government, it's going to be very difficult for this judge to come back and say, under the laws of Virginia, your property is subject to property tax because they've already recognized us as a separate nation-state government. And as a separate nation-state government, have jurisdiction over my property or over me. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, the outcome of this particular issue. So I hope I answered your 
question yeah, on. We did. Actually. We did. I it. And now I have I have one more question. Where did you acquire your license from in in order to form this uh, national government? Well, Different we thing. first we first applied for a charter with the uh, state of Indiana. Okay. Now, a charter. When we applied for the charter, okay, and the charter was granted. Okay. The granting of a charter is not the state of Indiana saying, giving us permission to do something or the permission to form our own nation state. The charter only recognizes our God-given right to form ourselves a government to govern ourselves. Okay, it's only an acknowledgement from the state of Indiana saying, okay, we acknowledge you all. We all, you know, in your chart it says your powers, um, your, where, where your authority comes from, and it says that you're going to operate according to law. And once they approved that, then they issued us, they granted us a charter. Okay, with that charter, what we did from that point, we went to the states in which we have uh, nationals in, and for myself, because I'm in Virginia here, I'm the um, my official title as Secretary of State of the Province of Virginia. Um, uh-huh. What I did, I took that charter and we went to the Virginia State Corporation Commission, and we applied for what's called a certificate of authority. And that certificate of authority is nothing more than letting the state of Virginia or the Commonwealth of Virginia know of our presence in this territory and that we have a charter and that we will be exercising the powers and rights that are detailed within our charter according to law, according to the common law, according to the international law. Okay? We submitted that. It was approved. It's been approved in nine other states as well, and we're slowly adding in more states as we get more nationals which live in those, you know, the different states. So we have our certificate of authority from the Commonwealth of Virginia. So they know of our other power, which to which is to establish our courts, our police force, pass our own laws, uh, you name it. We have the same powers as, as they do. Okay, so that's how we went about establishing or actually reestablishing our nation state government. What we have done was supposed to have been done when we came out of slavery. But instead our quote black leadership convinced us to be integrated into the corporate states of the United States, many of which did not want us to become citizens of their corporation, okay? Oh, now, is, is nothing oh, okay. wrong with them not wanting us to become citizens of their corporation? Because that corporation is, is for their benefit, for their posterity, okay? I got you. I got you. So, in, you know... Um, that that yeah, I see I see where you're going with that, and I, I do understand that. We really appreciate you, you know, for coming on the show and giving us some enlightenment about about the Moors. Like I said, 
I wasn't aware of all that, but um, we really do uh, appreciate that. It's good to know. That's that that's really good to know and information that I know some of our, our listeners can um, truly use. We thank you. Uh, um, can, I, can I say one last thing? Sure. Okay, if anyone wants to go to our uh, government website, um, you can. It can be reached at www. dot united states. That's with an S at the end of states. Republic info. Again, that's United States Republic. dot info. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate and it. Thank you for the time. I'll continue to listen as well. Yes, sir. Thank you. Huh? All right. All right. Can you hear me? Can everybody hear yeah, me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. This is Mr. Talk. All right. Jabbar, put that link in the chat room for anybody who's in the chat room and want to um, take a look at that, okay? We appreciate it. Will do. All right, look. Will do. Now, Jabbar, me and you, we done had this discussion over and over again, and you know I got you know the questions I'm going to hit you with, and we're going to go back and forth, so we're not going to do that today, okay? <laughs> but what I am going to say <laughs> is okay. I, I still have a problem because basically you're using the same system that is already in place to establish your uh, uh, government uh, or a nation state, but uh, I mean that's like defeating. That's like hitting your head against the wall. You know, you're using their land. We still using their judicial system. You can't defend your your country uh, or your republic. You can't defend that yet. You have no your own um, um, law enforcement. So basically, you still um, at the beck and call of the United States government. You know, and, and you know, the United States Republic, I, 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 if, if it was me doing this, I would not use United States at all. I, I wouldn't. I would come up with something totally different because that, that's saying, yeah, we different, but we still going to use the name because everybody knows that. No, 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 no. Can't do that, man. Um I mean that's just my opinion on it, and like I say, we we have been you know we go back and forth on this thing a whole lot, but um, you know that but but what what you're saying in, in principle as far as the Panthers, you know that that was the, their uh, thing number nine, yeah well you know they wanted their own 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 thing you know their own republic for the for the people because they were truly about the people that's who they wanted. But I think um, in order to fully, fully say this is uh, uh, where our people can go, be treated fairly, uh, we need our own land, not some land that we, we've got with somebody else, our own land, our own country, our own judicial systems, so forth and so on. And until that happens, I, I really don't see where um, we would really benefit for in, from from what you're saying, because honestly, you said you want a judge and instead of a jury. Well, let's be honest. That don't guarantee the judge is going to be your peer. I mean, prime example, they had this this black judge in Tennessee who was dismissing juries because of that same reason. It wasn't representative of the people on trial. 
and they had him removed from the bench. So um, until we get our own, per se, I, I, I don't see how this is going to work. But thank you anyway. I just had to get that out there. But um, we're we going to move on with the Panthers. And um, I'm turning it back over to my co-host, P. Ross, and let her get 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 it going. All right, P. Ross, it's on you. I apologize for the sound issues earlier, y'all. It wasn't me. It was somebody else. <laughs> but we got it taken care of. All right? So thank you once again, um, Jabbar. Um, um, yeah. Well, you know, Jabbar, you said in the chat room, um, if you want your own land as a black man, then you have to go back through one of the African countries. Well, see, Jabbar, here's here's a very interesting um, thing about that, going back to Africa, because, yeah, yeah, that, that is a possibility. However, you know, as the Black Panthers were, were going and growing, they, the, 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 the uh, liberation movements in those countries, um, Africa, Asia, uh, Latin America, you know, Southeast Asia, they were all looking, Black Panthers, you know, for leadership and guidance because they felt like if they can make it work here in the United States, they can come over and help them in their countries. Now, you take a look at Africa now, I mean, you can go over there, but I don't know where you're going to get the land from. China is building over there like crazy. Then you got you got uh, uh, Russia over there as well. So where are you going to get this land from? I think that is the, the biggest issue, and that's one of the main things that, that the Black Panthers were pushing for. And it's not like it's, it's – it's, it's, I guess let me say it this way. It's not like it's impossible, but it's one heck of a, a – a, a, it's a lot of work that needs to be done for that to actually happen, especially here in this country, here in this country. Because just like you say, you got to pay taxes. On, on you know property tax whatever. Well, if, if you're your own corporation or your own country, then you should be able to set your laws at whether you should be able to pay taxes or not. I'm right. just saying that's the way I'm viewing this thing. You know, but it is what it is. Go ahead, P. Ross. I, I'm I'm gonna be quiet now. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet. Go ahead. I I, I get in where I fit in. Go for it. <laughs> That was some of the questions that, you know, I was asking because of some of the points that I wanted to make because, you know, with this tax issue, you, you still intertwine because his point was that the Black Panthers were going about it the wrong way, trying to work a system within a system. But they were trying to trying to change. They were fighting for a change, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, they wasn't trying for separate but equal. They were just trying to make sure that within this system, you know, that they were fairly. They had the necessi- the necess- necessary things that they need for an equitable life for people of color. See, and and and, and what a lot of people, you know, don't realize uh, about the Black Panthers. You know, not only did they unite the gang lords and the warlords, you know, it, 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 it just it just wasn't here. You know, they were in Cuba. They were in Algeria. They were in France. You know, they went to these, these different places and they had these different collaborations. And, and the money that they used didn't come from any organization. It came from their own efforts. It came from their own work, selling the little red book. 
You know, it came from the, the, the work of their hands. They supported their their cause. You know, they promoted it. So they got to have the say-so. See, so that's why they were able to be as united as they were. And, and, and a lot of people don't understand that because when you have people in your pocket, you know, they get to dictate pace on how you do things. But when you have your own finances, and see, that is the key, not working a system within a system, but having your own finances. And that's one of, one, one of the things that they also talked about was the redistribution of the wealth. And, and, and I just don't think a lot of people give them the credit, you know, for the vision that these young men had. It just wasn't we're we're just gonna get together and and you know as a gang and we're just gonna you know fight against the police. No, we're gonna protect our people against police brutality. See, so we're gonna go out in the night. We're gonna be armed. You know, we're gonna make sure that nothing happens in all of these communities, not just one, but in every neighborhood surrounding our community. See. So it it, it 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 just wasn't about the militancy. You know, these were well educated young men. You know, who had yeah. you know yeah. and who knew the law and, and had the nerve to stand up for the law and was willing to die. That's the other thing. They were willing to die for what they believed in. The problem with a lot of people today, if a threat comes against life or or, or a beating, oh man, I ain't doing that. I'm, I'm I'm out of this. But when you're in something, and if and if you watch the if you watch the documentary with 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 um um Erica Huggins and and the others and and and, and Bobby Hilliard, those on the panel, if if you watch that, they will tell you going in talking about you know you want to join the Black Panthers. The first question you're going to ask are you willing to die for it? Because this is not mm. a safe place. They knew that from the beginning. This is not a safe place for what we're trying to do for our people. For what we're trying to mm. do in a nation that won't even recognize us as men and women. See, so, 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 you got to be willing to put your all into this. Your your life's blood. You know, and and, and there's one part in there when Erica Huggins was talking about she she was she was pregnant. And they got they had just left a funeral because they were killing all these 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 young men back to back to back. I think she said they had just left Fred Hampton's funeral. And 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 um they were driving and they knew they were being followed. So finally they flashed the lights on and snatched them out of their car, you know, and they had a gun to her husband's head. At the same time, holding his testicles, you know, and she's very pregnant, as she put it, very pregnant. And, you know, and she's looking and she's praying, and then she looks up and she sees where they are stopped at. And she sees all these windows open and the curtains are open. And she just begins to scream, please don't shoot my baby, please don't shoot my baby, please don't kill my baby. So all this, the old lady, she said, that looked out the window. And she said, what y'all doing down there? Now, y'all know them people ain't did nothing. Why are y'all doing that to them? So as she be- began to holler, the, the, the lady in the window just kept screaming down at the police. Other people started looking out of the window. So finally, these cops, you know, they got mad. You know, they put their gun up. They let them go. Other cops came on motorcycles and stuff. They let them go. But what they did, they tore up their car. 
They took the back seat out and threw all of their stuff in the street. But they didn't kill them that day. Hmm. And that's what she said. They didn't kill us that day. See? Hmm. You know, you know, it's interesting. You said, you mentioned the part about dying. Uh, because mm-hmm. Eldridge Cleaver, when he was giving an interview, he, he made a very profound statement. And it's one I use all the time as far as, uh, 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 um, you know, world wars and things, wars and things like that. And basically what he said is, we don't mind dying. We don't mind dying. Uh, that's what he said. We do not mind dying. In the past, we have died for free. Okay? Now we will put a price tag on, we will put a price on dying. Now that's what this man said. He was in Algiers at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and when I heard that, I was like, wow. Because I said all the time, you can't defeat anyone that don't mind dying for what they believe in. And you can't. You know, and I, I really do take, think that's a lesson we can take from them. The, um, from them, if you believe, and, and you're gonna be, uh, uh, you're gonna be about your business, <laughs> then you don't mind dying for it. You don't. Exactly. You know, because you you fight and believe you're dying for something you believe in, and you know for a fact, if I drop, there's somebody else to take my place and continue on. You know, and I think that's the issue with a lot of movements that we have um, today. You know, nobody wants to die for what they believe in. They nobody get out there wants and to die. yell and scream at each other, but nobody want to die. Nobody you know, want to uh, die for it. Yeah, and then you have nobody to take a look at counterintelligence. Um, Cointel Pro, as it's called. You have to take a yeah. look at that because what the, what what Nixon, Hoover, and United States government did to these people were just downright wrong. It really was, especially Geronimo Pratt. Um, what was this other these other guys' name? Um, 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 Pondexter, and there was somebody else. Well, they they framed them for these murders. Yeah. Um. You know, and that's just outrageous. And then not only framed him for the murder, but once they put Geronimo in prison, he spent the first eight, what, eight months? No, eight years, I think it was, in solitary confinement. Yes. Solitary confinement. You can't, uh, you know, can you imagine that? You fight for something you leave, you're framed, got a life sentence, and then they take you to where? The prison. Not only do they not put you in general population, they put you in a cell by yourself with, the, you know, I've never been in solitary confinement, so I can't tell you what it's like, y'all, but solitary means by yourself, one, okay? You're there by yourself for eight straight years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it took a court action for them to actually put him in general population. Now, the day of the day of the trial, well, we're going we gonna to move on from Geronimo for a minute because I'm going to talk about Poindexter and, uh, dang it, what's this other cat name? Because those two were David Rice. David Rice and Edward Poindexter. All right. Now, let me, let me give you the backstory on this real fast. Okay, some police were called to a, a house where there supposedly was a um, domestic trouble going on. Of course, when the police arrive, the house is dark. Don't look like anybody living there, but the police go anyway. Um, one cop opens up a, 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 a suitcase. There's an explosion. Boom! You know, one cop is dead. All right. Now, 
uh, it was really, really, really uh, shaky how this whole thing went down because they really didn't get these guys. They really didn't get these guys until uh, a couple of years later. All right, but the way they did it, it, it was so. If you can't tell, this was a setup, and it was a way to just dismantle the, the movement completely. Um, this is what happened. Then they got this little kid. Uh, he was about 14, 15 years old, 16 years old, Julius Julius Peak. I think that's what his name. And they grilled this boy. They wanted, He admitted to making the bomb, him and his family. We made the bomb. But the police weren't interested in that. They wanted him to say that Poindexter and, and, and Wright made the bomb and had something to do with it. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, they go to trial, and so they bring um, um, Peaky and the, the kid in. All right? The first section of the session of the trial, instead of Peak saying what the officers and the government wanted him to say, he went in there and said, no. They did not have anything to do with this. Nothing. Nothing, you know. Um, <laughs> so, at that point, at that point, that session was over. They took him out. Then a couple hours later, they came back for a second session. Now, eyewitness account says that when this boy came back in, he had on dark sunglasses. And when he took these glasses off, the 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 the, the gallery just gave a a, a a sigh, you know, a gasp, because you could tell this kid had been worked over. And, of course, sitting there on the stands, he finally said what the government wanted him to say, that these cats were um, responsible for, for killing the police officer. Now, black police officers that were on the scene said there was something about the way they found this um, this dynamite, because, number one, um, the uh, Poindexter, no, Rice. Rice was gone on a... On a um, Engagement to speak in another state. All right, so he wasn't there. So they came in his house without him. You know? <laughs> so um, th- this is really, it was crazy. But the bottom line is, of course, these two individuals, Rice and Poindexter, they both were given life. They were given life. All right? Um, the police department, they wanted them to get death, but in Nebraska, they didn't have, they don't have death penalty, so they gave them life. Um and the interesting thing in Nebraska is once you receive a life sentence in Nebraska, there is no chance of parole at all, at all. So you just stuck. So this is this is the kind of stuff that the so-called United States government um, were doing. And actually, when this happened, that pretty much uh, dismantled the Black Panther Party. And there are documents out there that shows, that says, yes, we have finally uh, um, broken up the Black Panther Party. You know, um, the guy, in fact, this 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 um, um, is a police officer in um, Omaha. He said, well, on that day, we didn't have to worry about it, and we haven't had any more trouble out of anyone since then. What is that saying? Now, When you take a look at that, when you you take a look at that, these guys they didn't mind going through what they went through. You know, they they gave their little you know interviews and things. They didn't mind it because they they accepted what could happen to them. Today we don't accept that kind of stuff. We we can't even fathom 
actually putting our life on the line for this. We we can't. We can't. It, it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, um, and, and the government, the way the government came at the Panthers is, is similar to the way they came after Malcolm X. But we know Malcolm X was an inside job as well. Um, you know, many felt that the Black Panthers had um, actually um, put themselves or, or used the same philosophy as Malcolm X started out with. You know, by any means necessary, if we have to get violent, we gonna get violent. Simple as that. <laughs> you know, um, you know, if we if we don't have to get violent, we won't. You know, uh, one what's his name, a senator. Now, see, and, and this all goes in, and and we see we see pieces of this today. You know, it, it's a little bit more. Um, covered up, but it's it's still happening. Um, Senator, what was this cat name? McClellan, I think it was. Number one, he said they were feeding the children in their their, their breakfast and after school programs. They were feeding them with food they had stolen. Okay, um, they were funding themselves by towns <laughs> of the local community and the merchants in the community. Now, of course, you know, that was no good. You know, that, that wasn't happening like that. But once the narrative get out there, you know, everybody's going to fall in line with it. Just like this narrative of anybody who goes against anything that, 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 that the establishment of status quo, Mr. Smith, as I like to say, says is the law, they're, they are categorized as this favorite term, a militant, a militant group. Now, a militant group, but we carried weapons just like y'all did. It was legal. It was legal to carry weapons then. You know, it was legal to carry them. But that classified them as a militant group. You know, um, and it just goes to show how 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 interesting. Well. How how far Mr. Smith would go to, to stop anything Because the bottom line was They didn't want to have, as they call it A black messiah rise up And, and gather all the people together Because let's not forget Before Fred Hammond was killed Not Fred Hammond, Lord have mercy Fred Hampton <laughs> was, was was killed uh, Assassinated um, He had gotten what the I think it was the, the Latin king uh, 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 Gang in Chicago they had all come on board to work together. You know, um, poor white folk. You know, I mean, he was galvanizing enough to where he was. He had people coming in to work with the Panthers. You know, so it was much more than just black, black Panthers. All right? Um, and, and that's another reason why Fred Hampton, Hampton had to be taken out. Anyone where there was a chance that may rise up and lead the people, we had they had to take you out. It was just that simple. And we see the same thing happening today, except on a bigger scale. Uncle Sam, over there in these other countries, when they see something they don't think should is going their way, and and they can't do anything about it, they go over there and cause chaos. That's what they do. That's what they do. You know, um, you know the, the Panthers. They they had some great ideas. Now Jabbar Jabbar said, "Well, you know they went about it wrong." 
because they didn't go with the law. But they worked within the law that they had, they, they knew. So I can't see how you can say they went wrong because they really didn't go wrong. But, you know, it, it was at that time what was needed. What was needed. Now, we can look back now and say, well, maybe they should have did it this way. But, but at that time, that was the choice they had. That was all they had. You know, like my co-host, A.P. Ross said, these were intelligent young men. You know, they weren't no, 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 no knuckleheads just off the street just thinking of something. You know, these cats, they, they, were, they were very intelligent. You know, um, and, and, you know, that that was, was interesting. P. Ross, I know you, you're there. Go on and help me out. Uh, <laughs> I'm running out of breath here. <laughs> um, it's okay. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. But, yeah, yeah. you know, he had, a law, he had a law degree. And the one thing that people fail to realize is that the Black Panther movement started on a college campus. These were college students. You know, these 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 were not run the mill folks. These were well educated black young men and women who saw that there needed to be a change. You know, one of the people speaking on the on the on the panel they were talking about, you know, how they saw on T V where this 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 white sheriff or cop had uh, a shotgun and in front of him laying on the ground was this twelve or thirteen year old boy that had been shot in the back. For a thirteen cent soda, mm. you know, and 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 she was like, oh, 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 I got, I gotta find Bobby Huggins. We we going to California. We're going to California. We're going to join the Black Panthers because because something needs to be done. You know, it it, it wasn't just lip service. And too many times, you know, we 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 see atrocities like this, and but. Like I like I said, and I said it before, and I said again, we got to stop being a people of acceptance. We got to stop being a people of division, you know, and, and and realize that you know we bleed the same blood, you know. It 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 doesn't matter if I live on the south side of town and and and, and you live in 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 the suburbs. When they see black, they see black. Stop fighting against each other and agree to come together to do something about the injustices that are being done. But if we're always divided, if we're always coming against each other, and that was the one thing about the Panthers, they were able to bring people together. See, not just black people, not just people of color, but all people that were being oppressed, they were able to bring them together. You know, with the one common goal was to stop oppression. See, and when they brought their finances together, when they brought their skills together, see, when they brought their knowledge together, see, when they did all of that, these were the things that they were able to accomplish. And the government knew that. They knew that. And, and and we're talking about, you know, a republic or, or, or their own state. They were well on the way to that. They very much could have had that. So even 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 when 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 they killed Bunchy Carter, if, if you don't know who he was, look him up. He was the leader of the Slauson Street Gang. Slauson Street Gang was the previous name for the Crips. Five thousand members. 
Julie Newton was able to bring them in to the Black Panther Party. See, but nobody recognizes that. See, nobody recognizes that. Nobody, nobody talks about that. See, they don't recognize the contributions that these people made simply by standing on and being convicted to what they believed in and not allowing society or anybody else to move them from that. See? See, now, they might have started in L.A., but they was in Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Kansas City, Newark, New Jersey, New Orleans, New New York City, because it was Keith who was involved with the Panthers that left their city and went to where Huey Newton and Fred Hampton were. That's how it became worldwide. Washington, D.C., Toledo, Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego. See? And Eldridge Cleaver, whom who Mr. Talk mentioned earlier, Eldridge Cleaver was their editorial leadership. He was the one that wrote the paper. That had a, It was a quarter of a million copies in circulation. That's no small task, people. So when we say they're not recognized, you know, for 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 the movement as a whole and the things that they're accomplished, not just the ideology, you know, of the ten point program, not just putting something on paper and saying, okay, this is what we're going to do, but this is what they were doing. And if you go online and you and, and you listen to some of the speeches that these guys made, even in China, nobody knows, nobody understands, nobody probably even knows that Huey Newton sent a delegation to, to China for 10 days. And that when he came there, you know, it was like he, he, it, it, he was royalty. Because everybody knew who he was. See? And that was in 71. And even in China, just like the Bible all over the world, the little red book was in China. Because in yep. L.A., in L.A., the Asian gangs the Asian gangs, and all of that, he embraced them too. They came into the Panther Party. Mm. See? See, so it, it, it just wasn't about black people or people of color. It, it, it was about the oppression of people in general. That's what they were fighting against. They were fighting against oppression, against the unjust system that, that treated people as if they were worth nothing. See, so it's not just good enough to want to look out for ourselves, you know, if others are in the same boat that we are in and, and are willing to work with you to accomplish a common goal, because in and of yourself, you're not going to be able to do it alone. And that's the part that so mm. many people miss. Because, mm. number one, you're not going to have mm. enough funding. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have enough resources. If you're looking mm-hmm. for people to come in and, and, and help a, a movement, 
then you've got to include whoever is willing and able, whoever God deems to send to you to accomplish that goal and utilize their skills in whatever capacity that they can and are willing to be utilized in. If indeed they are truly down for what you are doing. I'm not talking about letting nobody come in and infiltrate the system to turn anything. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are really sent for that purpose, for that reason, and who really want to build, who really want to help you to accomplish your vision, because that's what it is. It's a vision. You can't see it, but you work toward it until that thing manifests in the earth realm, until that thing comes out of your mind, or so like some people say, come out of your spirit and manifest itself in the earth that you see that which you have accomplished. And this is what they were fighting for. See, and this is why the established justice system had to shut them down because they were making it a reality. They were bringing those ten points that they put on paper. They were bringing them off into tangible systems. See, and 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 that's what we you know. That's what we have to, you know, that's what we have to realize, you know, we have to realize, see? Yep, you're right. You are right. Um, You know, and, you know, I was having a conversation in the chat room here, you know. (laughs) But, you know, and as I thought about it, you know what, though, it goes back to one thing. Any movement that, that threatens to bring anybody together eventually will be seen as a threat. To Uncle Sam, or oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, <laughs> Mr. Smith, um, you know, because let's 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 be real. As long as the people are are divided you know, and fighting among each other, there's nothing to worry about. With Mr. Smith or any other leader can do whatever they want to, you know, and not many people gonna pay attention to it. But once they once the people decide, look, let's. Quit falling for all this nonsense of all these rallies and what have you, uh, um, and start working together. Then you will see something uh, um, beautiful. Now, what Jabbar has going on is a wonderful thing. It really is. It's, and he may not see it this way, but basically it's a somewhat extension of what the Panthers was trying to do. You know, exactly. they've taken it a little bit further because now they have a, a, a charter. Okay, they have a charter for what they're trying to do. Um, but I think there's still work to be done. There, there is. Um, as in anything. You know, as in anything, there's still work to be done. But also what needs to, to what we as as people who's trying to make these th- this, this thing better need to understand is there will always be those involved that aren't involved, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, you know? <laughs> yeah, that aren't involved. Um, or if they're involved, they ain't involved for the other side, not you. You know, they're not working toward the, the, the togetherness. They're working toward division. And they're put there just for that purpose. And don't get it wrong, there are some great actors out there. They're, they really are, you know. <laughs> um, so, you have, to, you have to understand that. See, most people, when they say black, when you hear the word Black Panther, 
Only thing you think is a bunch of, you know, what 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 you see on on the lie tube. You know, you, you see a bunch of blacks with berets on, shades, afros, leather jackets, whatever, walking around. But it, it was more than just that. You know, it, it was an inclusion of all people. It, it, it really was. But nobody wants to mention that part because that would change the dynamic or the view uh, of what most people have when you mention the Black Panthers. Because you got to ask anybody about the Black Panthers now, um, only thing they say, well, it was a militant group, weren't they? If they know that much, you know, yeah. um, that's some more history that basically has been swept swept away, you know, by by all this other nonsense that's going on. And another thing, so, another thing, a lot of another thing, a lot of people don't don't realize is that they had elected officials to office. They had councilmen and 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 other people that they were trying to put in office who were Black Panthers. See, so it it it, it, it wasn't that just that they were doing things, you know, as they want to say, militantly, you know, but they were fighting for reform. They were fighting for change, putting people in these. If the government is going to be changed, then we need the people in there who's going to effect these changes. See, when I say they had a 10-point system that they were effectively working, that's what they were doing to effect change. They were not accepting the status quo. See, and nobody, you know, nobody gives them, you know, props for that either because a lot of people, you know, they don't do the research, so they don't know. And and, 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 and the reason, you know, we, we have to look back, see, you know, it, it is because, you know, history is just repeating itself. See, we've been here before. We never really left. It, it, it just was not always in your face as it is right now where, you know, police officers are are, are, are are killing young black men and young black women, you know. And and this has always existed. You know, it has never went away. We know that there are men and women of color who are in jail for crimes they did not commit. We know this. Why hasn't anybody rose up and done anything about it? Why are we, why and how have we become a people of acceptance? And that's what I mean, you know, when I say, you know, the Panthers were willing to die for it. You know, the, you know, the Bible says there's no greater love that you can have except that a man lay down his life for another. See, we say we love each other, but do we really? Uh, we only love you as far as I can see you. Or as we used to say, as far as I can smell you, you know, I'm not willing to put my life on the line for you. Yeah, then the words say you really don't, you really don't love me. Then you love me at a convenience. It's not unconditional. See, and and and, and, and until we get that whole cohesiveness, and until we get that value back with one another, where we're not just concerned about our kids or my kids or or our 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 blood, and we get concerned about our people beyond what's in our household, beyond what's in our bloodline, you know, and 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 this this was the foundation of what the Black Panthers believed in. See, so it, it wasn't just militant. See, so you can't just 
you know, minimize them or demoralize them to that one ask of who and what they were. See, you know, and 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 just for you know, a couple of people, you know, who were elected into offices. Um, Charles Barron, you know, he 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 held the office of, of New York City Council and Nelson Malloy in, in the city of uh, uh, Winston-Salem. He was on the city council. And, and Bobby Rush was in the House of, of Representatives. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, he's still a senator, I think, isn't he? I think Bobby Rush is. Yeah. You know. So, you know, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. You know, I was just thinking. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm in my head. Okay. <laughs> I know. It got quiet for a moment. <laughs> you know, I was in my head for a minute. <laughs> you know, because, you know. You know, you, you have to be careful with blog talk because sometimes, man, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I was gone for a second there. You know, and, I, and, I, and, and what I was just thinking was that, you know, we we so quick to ridicule or dismiss the accomplishments of of others, you know, before us, and not realizing that without what they did, without their accomplishment, without their sacrifice, you know, many at the cost of their lives, we wouldn't have the little freedom, you know, that we enjoy today, you know, that that we truly, you know, take for granted. Mhm. And uh, but right. if 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 we see and understand, and you know, and and this is why I felt it was important that you know we bring out about you know these young men and and these individuals and 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 what they accomplished, you know. So when we look at, at the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and those young people, you know, and all of those people going out, right or wrong. Regardless of what you, you you think about it, right or wrong, at least they're standing up for something. Where are mm. you? Mm-hmm. Where are you? You still behind your four walls watching the you know the stupid tube talking about oh they should not uh, ought to be done. But what are you doing to effect change? Mm. Where is your stand? See. You're not going to expect nobody sitting at your house on your laptop talking about or, in, 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 you know, or uh, commenting on, 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 on social media about what it is <laughs> they're not doing right. You're not going to expect anybody until you get up off your judgmental behind and go do something to effect change yourself. You said you're judgmental. What behind? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I said judgmental. <laughs> I said judgmental. All right. Talk. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't know what I said. All right. Look, let's bring Jabari in for a moment. We've been having a great conversation in the chat room, so uh, let's bring him back in for a quick minute. Uh, we only got 20 minutes left, so we 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 can do this. All right, Jabbar, 
I got your line back open, man. Come on, let's get at it. Oh, welcome back, Mark. I, I hate to be the medicine for you all, but hey, somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. Um, you know, all medicine I, I mean, ain't good. What puzzles so you know. me is that I, I just presented the solution, the vehicle, and it's like completely is going over y'all's head. Mm, and oh, I mean, I mean, that, but go ahead. Hey, what is it that would prevent either one of you? From participating in a lawfully chartered government that has the license and the law backing it to establish our courts, our police force, our businesses, everything else that we need in order to progress as a nation of people. Now, let me go let me let me, yes. let me let me let me let me correct you right there. I didn't say anything was preventing in the, admitting me from participating in it. I did not say whether I was. I did not say whether I wouldn't entertain that preposition proposition. I said I didn't know much about it, and I don't jump in with two feet without doing the research into anything. Okay, have I said anything here today? That has motivated you to actually to the government website. Oh, I'm definitely, oh, definitely going to do the research. Oh, I'm definitely going to going to going to do that now. Now, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. You know, right. but, but what decision I make, you know, it you know is going to be totally up to me when and if I decide to make that. You know, okay. but not before I do not before I do the research. Okay, but let, let, let me let me pose you with a hypothetical question here. So, if everything that that I stated is true and correct, after you do your research, then you're you're basically saying that that you yes you would participate in helping to establish the different departments, um, you know, be a part of 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 your government or of the government that was established for our benefit? For people as a whole or just more? Well, it's a nation-state government. So what that means is that it's primarily, it was primarily established for the benefit of the Moorish American people. However, it does not limit Europeans from being a part of our government in their sojourn with us. I ain't talking about that. They are treated as equal citizens, just like most American people are, because the government is established primarily to uplift fallen humanity. And you will discover that once you go to the website and read, you know, its purpose. It's a probability. It's a probability because if it goes along with the vision, of uh of where my leader is then it it is a probability it is a probability okay and we operate on five principles which is love truth peace freedom and justice okay that's what we live by those five principles and that ain't, that is those principles are principles that anybody who has any common sense would agree to 
<laughs> yeah, I agree with my fingers behind my back. Just like Mr. Mr. Talk. Talk do. Let's say let's say I become a citizen of of, of your uh, 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 of the Morris what is it called again? Okay, the Morris country, uh, that's what I'm gonna say, the Morris country. If I become a citizen today, say I'm gonna be a citizen of the Morris con- country. All right. So are, are is your your organization called I, I still ain't figured out what to call it yet, but anyway, are y'all gonna continue to give me my 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 money at the end of the month like I get every month on time, or do I still have to continue to to depend on the the the, the government that's in charge now to continue my checks until y'all get set up? No, the the money that you will be receiving or that you are receiving comes from the work that you did as a United States citizen. Contract does not stop once you become a national or once you be- proclaim your nationality. They still owe you that. Okay. We are even okay, though we so, are separate. Even though we are a separate state, uh, nation state, we're still a part of the union. It, it's like no, what state okay. do you live in? What state do you live in? Real so quick. what would be my incentive? What would be my incentive? Your incentive would be to to go up under a a government that writes its laws to protect you from the abuses of the citizens and employees of the other states that you live around. The Constitution, our Constitution, if you go to it and read Amendment 18, it does not permit a foreign state, which is a state of the United States, to prosecute you under their laws. That's, that's in our Constitution. We have those constitutional protections. Okay, so the difference or the advantage would be you being a part of a state which writes laws to protect you from other states. Right now where you are in the Uh state you're in, you don't have those guarantees. You can go to any other state and they can prosecute you at will. And your state, which you live in now, will not come to your defense. Yeah, but Jafar, here's the issue. Here's the issue. Y'all don't have a judicial system You still got to use what's in place In the union states Right So how are you going to guarantee That you can protect me Okay this is what you got to understand State can write their own Laws Statutory laws Okay superior to their state law Is the federal law But superior to or, Or I wouldn't say superior But equal to the federal law is our state law because our state law is what we live by. So whenever there's a discrepancy between USAR and another state, then we take it to the federal. And the federal law recognizes the independence or the sovereignty of each state. And under international law, every citizen has to be tried up underneath their law, not up underneath a foreign state law. That's that's law. That's federal law. So what what you need the federal court for then? Let's just to settle hey, if the you out there so that, somebody. Let, let's let, I'll tell you what. Let's just do it like like back in the day. If you get caught mm-hmm. stealing in our nation state, we cut your hand off with the one you stole with. All right. If you get caught rape, raping, raping somebody. You you know you castrate them. Let's do it like that. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have to worry about dealing with the federal or nothing. Then you have your own set of laws. 
right? Well, what you just described is is covered under common law. So just because I'm a national of USAR, if I go out and steal something, USAR in its constitution says that it can waive my right to be to be prosecuted by USAR and permit another state to prosecute me for committing a common law, which is the theft, murder, uh, treason, or harming of someone else. You can't do that under common law. Okay? Okay. So, so but when it comes to their statutory a, laws, meaning uh-huh. you can't you can't do this, you can't cross the street, or you can't drive here, or you can't park there, or you can't chew gum on Sundays or something like that, statutory law, that has no bearing on me at all. But that is what they are using in order to pull our people over, search them, find something on them, and charge them with greater crimes. That's what's going on. Okay. Okay, I can't argue with that point. Everyone agrees with the common law. How are you going to – no, I'm saying how are you going to protect me from that, though? You can't. Protect you from what, the the, the misdemeanors, in other words? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, or getting pulled over by another state's um, law enforcement and thrown in jail. You can't protect me from that. Well, let, let me let me give you some examples of what we have done in those situations. When one of our nationals has gotten pulled over, our attorney general and our president has sent information to the police station of where our national was being held, letting them know that he is our property, letting them know that here, here's our charter, here's our certificate of authority, and because we are a lawfully chartered okay. state, Hold on, that hold national, on. they hold need to release that hold national. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, because you said something that just didn't sound right then. You said they are our property. So the nationals are, are considered property? I'm, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly like this, Mr. I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush with you, okay? Okay, Under no, the law I'm not going to beat around nations. the bush with you, so go ahead. Okay, under the law of nations, if you go to book uh-huh. one, I think chapter one, subsection 81 of that book, it says any, the property of any citizen of a state is to be considered the property of the state. So it's not that you are the property of the state, but under international law, you are looked you are considered to be the property of that state. And the reason why they consider you to be property of that state is because the state relies on your labor, relies on you spending in order to profit the state. So when one state Mm. takes one of its citizens from it, it's like you're robbing Mm. that state of its labor force of the people mm. who actually contributed tax dollars to that state for the benefit of the state, for the benefit of its people. <laughs> so, are you property of the state? You're considered to be property of the state, like it or not. But that's Damn not a bad thing. <laughs> but, but Excuse my language, but uh, the hell I am. <laughs> but see, that's not okay. a bad thing necessarily right. because... If you are a part of a state that looks at you as property like you're looking at someone as property, yes, it is a bad thing. But in USAR, we understand 
the difference between someone who's considered to be property for certain reasons versus someone being actual servitude or a slave of a state. It's a fine line, but those are the distinctions, like it or not, under international (laughs) law. Okay. (laughs) All righty then. Hmm. Welcome to reality. No, it ain't reality, but okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Jabardo. You know what, Jabardo, while I got you on here, we got six minutes left. Um, Since you don't want to spoke up today, go ahead and give us your last words, man. My last (laughs) words is this. Okay. My people, all people, regardless of your nationality, there has been created a government for us, for all people, primarily for most American people, okay, because this is our nation's state. Every other nation of people have their own state. Italians have Italy. The French have France. The Germans have Germany. Most Americans have the United States of America Republic. But you all can participate in it, operating on the love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice for the purposes of uplifting fallen humanity. Okay? Check us out. Check out this government at United States Republic dot info. Our purpose is to uplift fallen humanity. That is our purpose for all people. Thank you, Mr. Talk. All right, Jabbar, as always, man. Great talking to you. <laughs> and you're it, welcome to Mr. Talk. All right. All right. P. Ross, what you got for me? Give me your last words. Okay. <laughs> Hey, we went over a lot today <laughs> and didn't quite accomplish what we wanted to. But, again, as I said earlier, you know, we never know where we're going until we we, we look back. You know, I appreciate Brother Gerard mm-hmm. in bringing that information forth. But, um, yes, you know, but as I said, until we stand up, until we come together as a cohesive group, as a cohesive nation against the atrocities that are coming, they will continue to occur. Don't be a people of acceptance. Learn to stand on principle. Learn to stand on what you believe in. And if that's not what you believe in, hey, you know, it's okay too. But whatever your beliefs are, do not allow anybody to move you from them because they got a good talk game. You understand who you are and what you're about and not be moved from that, you know. But, again, only you know that. that. Do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I... Oh, were you through? I guess I should ask that question first, huh? <laughs> were you through? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because, you know, it's, it's, you know, the thing is, is a lot. It is a lot that's going on right now. And some people are motivated by fear. Others, you know, they're only going to be concerned about themselves. But like I said, until we look down on the inside of us and know who we are, We'll never be able to come together to accomplish anything. 
all the infighting, all the judgments, all of that, that has to cease and desist in order that we can become a people better able to address the issues that are going on in our nation. Mm. All righty then. <laughs> Thank you much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hey, as always, as always. You know, yeah. Oh, we got yeah. somebody else eased up in there. All right, we'll make this quick. All right, triple one, real fast. Your last words. Hello, Mr. Talk. Hello, guys. Well, the problem <laughs> is that we, and we as a people, we should. We as a people, we should stop other people from trying to tell us what we need to do. Because that's more other people's problem. They try to tell us what we need to do, and we already know what we need to do and what we are doing. Because we're not doing it in their way or have their ways, they don't like it. And when you hear people saying that their family won't talk to them just because they don't agree with with them being conservative, and they don't, and their families are putting them down. Some people don't want to hear that stuff. You're right. You're right. I mean, it's like they got to bring it down just because you do stuff against your people and set, and take the dirty money. Everybody don't do that. And then you try to say if somebody got something against you. It's not happening like that. We know who we are, and we are good people. We don't need nobody to try to throw nothing down our throat and tell us what we are. Mm. And I'm getting tired of people having conversations about us and not having a conversation about themselves. That's a, that's, that's a dead story oh, when you want to talk about the ones that want to tell us what we need to do and how, what role we need to travel on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And every, most people don't know it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like All I, I right, say, My last word, like I said, these storms and stuff, you can't get your gun because you can't get to it. The river done took it away, and the, and the spirit done took it away, and these, and these storms taking them away. You don't even have your house. But you're ready to mm. have the right to carry one, but somebody's taking it away from you. Uh, and it's not you. See? Mm. So that's the way I see things. All right. You gotta have a good Friday. <laughs> All right. All right. Ladies. You too, mate. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> All right. Oh, look. I tell you, how, how do you follow Maze with that, that, that kind of thinking, right? How do you follow that? Um, I don't even have last. I got a poem for y'all, but I don't have any last words. I really don't. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> All right. So, first, I want to say um, <laughs> thank you everybody for joining us today. It's really been fun and informative. Um, I want to thank Black Phoenix East Coast. Um, first know thyself. Guest seven twenty five in the chat room. Thank you. Love you. Um, everybody on the on uh, switchboard two five four five nine three zero. I see you. Thank you. All my um, Skype callers. Thank you. Of course, Jabbar and my my wonderful co-host P Ross couldn't ask for anything better. Um, it's been fun. It's been a good week. Uh, we'll be back here Monday. I don't know what we'll be talking about, but we'll be talking about something. Who knows? I may just make it open. You know, open mic or something. I don't know. That may be scary though. But maybe I will. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's all right, y'all. We're gonna do it. Um, before I, I get out of here with this this poem and, and some uh, some jazz for you from Noah Jones and Charlie Hunter called "When the Day Is Done." Um, um I want to say keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first 
And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you laugh at yourself, man, everything else is just gravy. I know I, I say gravy, not groovy gravy, because gravy cover everything if you cook it right. All right? So here's the poem I'm read for you as we get up out of here. The name of the poem is called One Day We Shall All Be a Memory, Walking in the Footsteps of Yesterday. Look in the mirror, my children. You will see tomorrow's ghost. All right? That's going to do it for me, man. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. If you're in Florida, hey, be careful. Take cover. Be prepared. Go and get some MREs. You'll survive longer. All right? That's going to do it. Till Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, and my co-host, P. Ross. We say peace out. Love you. Bye. When the day is done, down to earth, then sinks the sun, along with everything that was lost and won. When the day is done, when the day is done, hope so much your race will all be run. Then you find you jump the gun. To go back where you began When the day is done When the night is cold Some get by but some get old Just to show life's not made of gold When the night is cold When the bird has
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.